football on Off The Ball. I don't remember a talent like this in English football ever. Getting all these amazing headlines in, in marker, barring injury, I think he is very likely to win the Ballon d'Or. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off The Ball Breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show. We're delighted to say James McCallan, the Piedmont United manager, the successful Piedmont United manager is with us in studio. How are you doing, James? Good, good. Thanks for having us on. Basket in the afterglow of um, an unexpected triumph, certainly outside Piedmont. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was unexpected. Um, we were all very relieved in the end because it, it was a tough old season. Um, as people are aware, we lost a lot of players at the start of the year and probably a lot of people had us rolled off um, at the start of the year. But... Uh, we worked really hard all season, um, really good pre-season, um, you know, just got some good results throughout the year and at the end of the day then we, we were league champions, which was brilliant. Uh, did you write yourselves off as well? Was there a little bit of you going, oh Jesus, I've won the league with this team before and this is not as good a team or what? what well, ha- like, because you yeah. lost really good players. Yeah, well, we, we had won the league twice previously, but then with the last two seasons, you know, we we gave away the league in the last game of the season and, and then we had a three-point deduction the previous season, which which killed us. Um, so I knew there was a lot of good quality still in the team, even though I know it was new players were leaving, but there was some great experienced players we were able to keep. There was a lot of young players who were people probably weren't aware of who were married during the season, um, which they were fantastic. Um, so, we, you know, we were still quietly confident, but it was still hard work. I must have had about, I was saying, about 200 cups of coffee there last November and December trying to... Convince people convince to stay. people to stay, you yeah. know. So it was, it was a busy, busy period, you know. How much can you, or do you tap into the fact that people outside are writing you off? Do you use it to your advantage and do you talk to the players about it? Yeah, it's funny when people put stuff up on social media, like all the players are just straight away, they see it, they're looking at it and, you know, saying thing comments to be made. You know, they just kind of park and they have it there, and it's it's used as motivation. There were certain things where I said you had his rollers off big time, um, which was very disappointing, and it hurt a lot of the players. So it was kind of natural mo- uh, motivation fuel the girls use. So I didn't, we didn't have to really motivate each other. Um, you know, as I said, we had a really strong pre pre season running program, and the girls just bought into it. And you know, I think we were probably, you know, this was our fittest we've been um, in the last say. This, that was my seventh season so in all the seasons being there that was where this was probably our fittest year Was it bad stuff on social media? Well no it's just little comments would be made um, you know that you know people can easily get wound up you know when they hear, hear some negative comments um, you know so it's just I suppose it's just part, part of the nature you know the football the women's league is quite a small community as well so anything said it's just blowing out proportion as well you know <laughs> You were only too happy to blow it out of proportion. Yeah, manager, but like, it's, it's, I can't it's, believe what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> anything like that you use in the dressing room, you know, you just try and wind up the girls, you know. You mentioned a couple of tough seasons that had precipitated this, but there is still a record of winning in the past. How important is that, you know, especially for other teams and they're like, this is still P-Mount. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I think the old saying, you got to lose a few to win a few, you know, and we've been, I suppose, over the past seven seasons, we've been, as it says, we've lost two league titles in the last eight years. Um, when we've won three and won the years then we had a three point deduction so we've been remarkably consistent all, all throughout, throughout them years um, you know so that's what I was saying for uh, you know this year it was, it was brilliant it's probably the sweetest um, a league win of, of them all you know. When you're having those cups of coffee this time last year to convince 
players not to go and join Rovers effectively, right? Or or other clubs. There are other clubs. Not, not just but, Rovers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not just Rovers, <laughs> but mostly Rovers. Uh, what was your what was your selling points? Well, as I said, there was, there was, there was like the whole team sought after squad, um, and a lot of men, the the women's teams now against um, backed by their, their men the men's teams. Um, so not just Rovers, like there's other teams there as well. Um, so it's very tough to, to compete with that, um, you know. So again, you'd like to think our, our track record was really good um, in the past in terms of getting the best out of players. A lot of players um, over the past seven seasons, they've uh, they've ended up getting moves to England and Germany and, and Scotland. Um, we have a really good, strong training environment, really good facilities out in Piedmont. Um, you know, so there's a lot of it's not just about getting the few bob as well. The girls want to kind of want to develop as players, so that that was a really strong selling point when we're sitting down and having our third cup of coffee stuff yeah. like that you know yeah well if once you get to the third one you're like oh, this is yeah. if, if you've agreed to meet for the third time I have a good yeah. chance here um, what do you think is the future for P-Mount how can you continue and not be associated with uh, a men's league of Ireland club just from the outside it looks like it's a, a tricky path yeah. and yet you've all you've already maintained this track record now so mm. what happens well, I think it's it's kind of ironic, you know, for a women's team to succeed that they have to be supported by a men's a men's club. You know, when you when you look at it like that way, that way, you know, it's a bit strange. But I, I think, you know, for Piedmont, um, you know, they need to be attracting private investment in there. Um, you know, or attract a rich billionaire from Turkey or something like that. You know, who wants to invest in the club, pump a few million in, we'd be sorted. Um, but but you know, they need to attract their own investment. Uh, obviously, you'd hope government FEI funding is is uh, increased, you know, for base funding. That need, for that, every team in the league, that needs to be it needs to be better, um, you know, and keep keep being successful as best we can and keep developing players. There's a really good pathway in payment for younger players. They have a really good school girl system. It's one of the best in the country. Um, there's lots of teams. There's lots of players coming through. There's lots of ex players in payment who are playing for other teams in the country. Um, you know, so you just got to keep doing that. But there is responsibility on payment themselves and at the committee level, and which they've been really good this year in trying to attract private investment. Um, you know, to, to, to reward the players as well. So you think it is possible? Because it it definitely looked like a strategic decision made by the FAI a couple of years ago to align the schoolboys with League of Ireland clubs. And over the last couple of years, it looks like they're trying to do something similar with the women's game to make sure that there's these brand names, franchises. Um, but there's no reason to suggest that a club with Piedmont's history and success couldn't actually be independent of that and that the FAI could also encourage that as well. Yeah, listen, it could well be down the road that the Piedmont do end up going in with, with a men's club. I'm not sure how, how it will pan out, but they don't have to as far as I'm aware. Um, but there is, a, there is a pressure on them maybe to do that. But uh, like Piedmont's track record in women's football is fantastic. It would be shame to you know, to just to, to write that off. Like they've been the amount of players they produced, the, the, the success levels, they've great facilities. They own their own training ground out in Piedmont as well. Not many clubs can, can claim to, to, to claim to have that. Um, you know, so you have to see what happens. You know, it would be great. I know I'm, I'm joking there about it, but if there was an investor out there who wanted to pump, you know, a certain amount of money into a women's league side like Piedmont, like I could really see a, a club side progressing in Champions League. Because um, I don't think the gap is that huge. A couple of years ago, we got to we were playing Champions League. We got beaten on penalties by by Glasgow, um, who had just been to the quarterfinals of the Champions League the year previously, and that was in their own backyard, you know. So, 
we're a little bit more investment in female there. In, a, in a women's national league clubs the more investment the better like, well, I think we need a watershed moment in the national league I know the, women, the women's international team got it back in 2017 um, that hasn't happened yet in the national league in terms of you know even the media coverage it gets um, and the, the funding it gets from as it says government government FUI, UEFA it's still it's still poor um, so there needs to be some some magical moment needs to happen, and maybe if that if a club side was to progress in Champions League, that could that could be the start of it, which would be fantastic for the league because I don't think the league gets the recognition it deserves. Off the ball, breakfast, Ireland sports breakfast show. Has there been any precipitation, positively speaking, from the international team and and their success over the last couple of years? I don't. I, I'm not sure. I, it's great that the international team is, is, is flying. Um, I think Ireland's doing a great job there now. And she came in. Again, I was a, I was a fan of Vera. I thought she'd done well. Um, but I don't think that the, the, the popularity of the women's international team has fed down to the national team. I think there's a, probably a bit of a detachment there. Again, we only got one international player um, in the current squad, which is great. It was, was Aaron from Piedmont. You know, I'd like to see maybe a minimum of four players from the National League have to be selected into the, the national squad. Um, in order to grow and promote the National League because there's a feeling players that you probably need to leave the National League in order to, to progress into the international scene um, which shouldn't be the, it shouldn't be the case How do you reverse the disconnect between club and national team? That's one suggestion obviously with a certain amount of players having to be involved in squads is there anything else that, that's kind of crossed your mind as, as a potential pathway well, to make well, that happen? Well if players didn't feel you know that they had to leave the squad, to leave the national league. They didn't have to leave club sides and move to England or to Scotland or, or, or abroad. You know, if there was funding in place, that you know these players um, would be rewarded more to, to stay put. Like I, I love the, the rugby, the rugby model, and when all the players are all kept in the country, they keep all the best players and they have one of the the best international rugby side, the best clubs, the um, provincial sides in the world. You know, it's it's fantastic. So I'd love the same case where the best players are, are awarded and are encouraged to stay in the National League and we grow really, really top professional women's National League here, which could compete with the best in the world because the gap is not huge. Like if there was proper funding and proper investment made into it, I think we could compete with the best. So central contracts you think would be a, a game changer? Well, something of, in that capacity, but I think all the, 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 the players who are, are participating in the National League, there has to be some level of reward for for all the players to, to, to reward their input, because you have players travelling from all over the country to play, play for Piedmont, and it's not, we're not the only club like that, um, but, but central contracts is, is yeah, and, and whatever funding that can be invested into this league, you have to understand, women's football has been, was was banned for over 50 years, like, like it's, it's, it's still in its infancy and it's still, still early days, so there's still time and room to make up and to, to compete with the best. One yeah. last question for you. Uh, Taro Hanlon and Aaron McLaughlin are two of your uh, good young players who are of interest to clubs yeah. abroad. What, is there any news on either of them? Um, well, Aaron again, who was in the last two squads, again, narrowly missed out on the World Cup squad. Um, she's doing a degree in, in Minute. Again, this is another thing, another way of keeping players in the league is to encourage them to get to the university and college. Um, she's studying to be a primary school teacher, so she's in her third year, so she's going to stay on for another season, um, which which is great. Uh, Tara, again, Tara had been flying, um, and she was on trial at Man United, um, and she, she got an injury, she's done her hamstring, which put her out with them for the rest of the season. Um, so we have to see what's going to happen with Tara. But Tara, again, Tara, fantastic player, another player who was very unlucky to miss out on the World Cup squad. And you've got Europe to plan for now? 
So again, you've got Europe, European football, yeah. not for now. Yeah, that, again, that's one of the best things about winning the league. Um, it's, it's you get to play in Champions League, and um, the girls to be really buzzing about that, really, ex- really excited about it. As I said, I would love us to, you know, get a win to progress into the next group stage of the Champions League because I think it would be a magnificent achievement and it'd be great for the National League. Is the WSL and its growth uh, rapidly positive or negative for the, the Irish League? Yeah, no, I, I, it nearly gets more more publicity than the, than the Irish league at times. You know, it's great the interest is there. There's a lot of Irish players playing playing in that league. But I think when we won when we won the league down in Wexford, I was just the next day. I just seen papers. Was I think I had Arsenal all over the papers. It didn't have much about him and winning the league. You know, I found this found that kind of strange and kind of weird. Um, but it, it was great that the game is growing on a global basis. Um, but I just think it's just you know there's so many great players playing in their country and the, and the national young players coming through, experienced players who have been playing for years, um, who just work full time so they can't commit to the international scene. Um, so there's a, there's great there's a great base there. It, like it's, it's TG Catter are fantastic in terms of the coverage they give. Um, yeah, we just get one game in RTE um, every year. It's just the FEI Cup final. That's it. There's nothing, nothing else at all. Um, so there's still. You know, we would still see it needs to, a lot of more publicity for the for the Irish National League. And is your sense that the anglicised view of football here in this country is just so baked in with regards to our relationships with Manchester United, Arsenal, whatever the case may be, that that, that is just what's happening with the WSL right now, that we haven't exactly forced ourselves into new habits regarding what is essentially a, a, a whole different setup, which yeah, is women's football. Yeah, again, it's, it's a bit like the, the men's game, isn't it? Um, I suppose that our own, I'd say Vinny could, could say the same thing about the fascination with Man United, the men's team and Liverpool. There's not enough people going to watch the men's the men's league here. That is starting to happen in the women's game as well. Again, there's a certain more publicity starting to happen with the English Premier League um, compared to the Irish Women's League here. That, that's again, it's something. I think that you know, again, if we kept our best players in this country and grew the fan base here. You know, it could make a massive difference. You could have it like the rugby. I think it's the rugby we need to look at because they haven't mm-hmm. seemed to have it really boxed off. They really know what they're doing. All right, that is really interesting. We should definitely come back to it when we've got a bit more time. But congratulations. Uh, when is the Champions League? It's like... The Champions League won't be till, um, next, till next August. 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 But, but this Saturday, the, this, the, we collect the trophy. So you're very welcome to the PML lads. You know, it'd be great to see us there. Enjoy. Congratulations. Yeah. Great season. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's a brilliant story because like, I think uh, when you know a big beast rolls into town and attracts several of your best players and you stick it to them, I think uh, the whole country can get behind yeah, the story. Yeah, and it's just as funny, when we did win the league, um, when we were travelling back, um, we stopped in one or two pubs along the way from from Wexford, but when we got back to PML, we couldn't actually get into the clubhouse because we wanted to go upstairs and watch the, the rugby match because the underdog show was on. Ah, mm-hmm. right. They were, they were, they were recording their, their, their show, you know, so we so just... You were scouting some players there as well. <laughs> well yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good side. It's a good side. We just, we just we were the underdogs, but we couldn't get into our clubhouse because the underdog <laughs> show was on. You know, it was kind of funny. You know. James, good stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. That's uh, James McCallan, the PMA United manager. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show.